Welcome, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm super excited to be interviewing Michael Clemmer of Aerial Resupply Coffee. He's a logistics officer, he's a coffee guy, and he's a hoot to listen to, so I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to Food Safety University. I'm Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele, and this is the one podcast where you can get everything you need to know about food safety and how to run a food manufacturing plant for all of those small and local food manufacturers. If you are into local and sustainable food and agriculture, this is the podcast for you. Every week we cover new and original ideas around how to get the most out of your HACCP planning and how to get your plant up and running and continue running in a way that fulfills your dreams. So grab a pen and paper because every week you're going to need it. See you on the inside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I am so delighted that you are here, and I am even more delighted than that, that I have Michael Clemmer of Aerial Resupply Coffee. He and I met each other over LinkedIn, and I have been watching his journey over the course of the past, like, 12 or so months, and I just, he posted a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago about his entrepreneurship journey. And I just knew I had to have him on the podcast. So welcome, Michael. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you for, for having me on this. So, um, you know, my, my name is Mike. I was a U.S. Army veteran for the past 20 years. I was a logistics officer. So really focused on providing beans, bullets, and beds to all the soldiers who needed it to make sure that they had what they needed to fight. And, uh, you know, so that was, that was fun. And so I kind of carried that over into... You know, when I left the army, I carried that over into my everyday life. And so now I've decided to start my own venture called Aerial Resupply Coffee and start supporting people uh, as best I can with caffeine and just the great taste of coffee. So I think that's pretty much sums me up for right now. All right. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. As somebody who really only focused on the beans portion of our programming in the army, because, <laughs> you know, that's what the army veterinarians do is like, we, we work with the military working dogs, but mostly we inspect the food. And so, you know, I mean, I always love it when I see another better, another veteran coming into the, coming into the food space. So, and I, of course, love coffee. I've said on more than one occasion on this podcast, coffee is my love language. So, <laughs> so why, yeah, right. Exactly. Like a perfectly brewed cup of coffee is like a real thing. So talk to us about your entrepreneurship journey, why you chose coffee as opposed to, I don't know, beans and um, give us a, give us a kind of sense on, on what led you out of the army and into entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I mean, that's uh, a really broad question. And so I'll start from, I think the best way to do this is to start from when I left the army. So when I, when I, when I transitioned out, my number one goal was obviously to maintain my lifestyle, find a job and keep going forward. And when I left, I realized that I had a whole lot of time on my hands that I did not have when I was in the army. And I was really looking to kind of fill that time either with a hobby or something else. And it kind of clicked for me one day when I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about his transition journey and how everybody he was meeting involved, Hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee. Let's go network and do this and grab a cup of coffee and let's start 
you know, let's, let's start the day by, by meeting up and, you know, getting coffee. And so coffee kind of became, you know, it's, it's this ultimate networking tool that I think we used on LinkedIn or we used in other things that have kind of speak where everybody just says, let's grab, you know, in the pandemic, it was, let's grab virtual coffee, right? Like it's, so it's, it's, it's always there. And I view it as the ultimate relationship view, uh, bonding experience, right? Where, because it's this bridge, right? Everybody sits, you know, there are certain things that happen with coffee that you just, you, it's a very familiar type of drink. And so, you know, from a veteran standpoint, you know, I, I, there's obviously other veteran companies out there that are running and, and brewing coffee. And I felt like from a support side, from the logistics side that I came from, that it was a space that had been unexplored and a space that really spoke to a lot of people uh, because it's about enabling others. And so I decided to kind of, you know, throw my hat in the ring, so to speak, and give it a shot. So that's super interesting. So now before the podcast, we were talking about whether you were like a brand or you were doing your own roasting and that sort of thing. How did you decide on, um, on where you would position yourself vis-a-vis like the work you are actually doing? (laughs) Well, so I looked at it, um, you know, I, I obviously explored everything that is involved with from the beginning to the end of coffee roasting and from the beginning to the end of being a brand. And I realized that I am but one person, I can only do so much. And I looked and really explored different options. And so for now, um, I am a, I have a friend of mine who does the roasting, who does the packaging, and then I'm mostly a brand as of right now. My goal down the future is to reverse that and become my own roaster and, be, and, and, and really be from start to finish the entire process. But for, you know, that, that's really an interesting question though, because when you first start out, you have to f- figure out how to source everything, how to start and, and even become involved in this. And so it was a lot of research, a lot of Google, a lot of YouTube, a lot of asking friends who have already done this, like, what did they do? Uh, and then very quickly, you start really getting into, well, how do I do this? And then how do I do this legally where I meet all the requirements of selling a food product, either you know, locally or across state lines. So that's, you know, one of those things where you have to, you know, you have to know what you're talking about before you can do it. And you have to know, you have to set yourself up for success. And, and, you know, that's a lot of long hours went into that. Let me just tell you that. Oh, no, I totally believe it. But, you know, we are, we're very fond of saying we think first around here. And I take, I take a lot of calls with people who are in your exact situation. And they're like, I don't even know where to start with the regulations. Uh, where do I, because it's not obvious. Um, well, no, it's not. And so you have to start really looking at, like I started at the state level. So I'm here in Virginia. And so one of the very first places that I went to was the, the Virginia Department of Health. And at, you know, what is my, you know, what can I do, right? If I wanted to roast at my house, what could I do? And I learned very quickly that, you know, even roasting and packaging my house allows me to do certain things. I can sell at local farmer's markets. I can sell in craft stores. I can sell in 
um, very small quantities in and around my community. Those are those are allowed and 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 does not require me to do anything that would require a certification. It, the moment I go across state lines, those those numbers change and the health codes change, and you have to be packaged in a commercial kitchen or you have to be packaged in a food inspected area. And those and so that's one of those things where you know when you start a business, you look heavily at cost and you look at you look heavily at what you can and can't do and what your capabilities are. And so that's one of the reasons why I decided to do the way that I do it for now. Um, but you know down the road, I mean that's going to change. I'll, I'll I'll reverse kind of the way I the way I do things. Right. No, and that makes sense. And what that doing it the way that you're doing it allows you to do is build up the demand side of it, which is, you know, huge. And then are you doing the sourcing as well? Yeah, so I work with my friend as source. So I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of the importing. Um, not much, mostly it's on him. And really what he's been, what he's been nice enough for me is, uh, to kind of introduce me into that aspect of it. So I start to have a better sense of what does that look like? So it's not, you know, I would, I wouldn't say most of the the sourcing is on him, but it's, it's one of those things where if, if you don't know, then you sometimes to break into an industry that you're not you know, completely familiar with, you need, you know, almost like a guiding hand to help you. Otherwise it's really kind of just, you know, I don't want to say stepping on yourself, but it it becomes a lot harder for not really any reason. Well, you know, right. Exactly. I think, and even, even I tell people, you know, you've got to learn the vocabulary of the industry that you're going in into, because just because we're saying the same word, you know, we run into this in the army all the time, just because we're saying the same word (laughs) doesn't mean we mean the same thing. And, and every industry, even like sub industries like coffee roasting within food has its own, has its own vocabulary. It's lexicon um, and ways that people do business. It's super important starting out to understand that. Uh, Absolutely. And, and that was one of the, my biggest or my steepest learning curve was getting into the industry and really understanding what I was talking about and what, you know, kind of what I needed to know so that I can move the brand forward and do so in a way that was um, very appealing to everybody. Right. Like I want to be, I want, you know, for me, it's, you got to know what you're talking about. And that's kind of, you know, and so like from, you know, when you separate the two and you separate the business side from the coffee side, like, you know, it's, 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 you know, you can love coffee. You can know coffee all day long. If you don't know the business side of it, then it doesn't matter what you know over here. You're just an enthusiast. When you become a business person is when you understand how it all works. Right. No, I, you know, like I have said many times on this podcast, I do not care if you can grow the perfect tomato. If you cannot grow the perfect tomato and get it to the person who's willing to pay you for it, you don't have a business. That's right. You're you're a farmer. Right. And that's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with being an enthusiast or being a hobby farmer, but businesses make money and hobbies cost money. Yeah. Right. Well, um, people want to, well, people want, you know, high quality premium products and they believe in what you do. And so it's up to you or me in case, in this case, me to deliver those products to to them as wherever they are. And that's, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, coming from the logistics side of the army, like distribution is king. I mean, that's the way that everything happens. If you can't get it to where it needs to go, then it's irrelevant. And, it, and so, you know, you got to do it safely 
you have to do it as efficiently as you can, but you also want it to be as high quality as you can upon the other side of arrival, especially when it comes to food products. Because as we all know, we've been to the grocery store and we've seen some of the things that we've picked up and we're like, how did this make this here? Because I, nobody's going to eat this. And so it's, you're trying to avoid that and everything else. Right. Right. No, exactly. So what are some of the things, you know, you made a really good point. There's the technical side, which is, you know, the coffee side, and then there's the business side. So what are some of the things now that you're a year in that you wish you would know? Um, well, I think from the, from the, from the business, well, so, so first of all, my company's only been operating for six months. So, th- so I'm, a, I'm a lot less than I think you give me credit for. I might, I might've been talking about it for a while, my company has only only been operational for a little bit. Actually, tomorrow will be six months. So, Congratulations! Yeah, it, it starts somewhere, right? Right. But I I would say I would say that what I what I know now that I was looking back on is I didn't anticipate how much effort this would take on my part just to get it off the ground. It was a monumental effort just to even have my website open and just to be able to process a single transaction. And so from that aspect, I, I probably, you know, I, I made a decision to do all of this myself. I don't think I would do that starting out pre- again, right? Um, you know, I, I had to learn about packaging. I had to learn about the marketing materials, which I underestimated in terms of what those materials or, or you know, kind of how it all got brought together. You never really think of how an item is, is you know, how, how something is sitting on the shelf and all the different components that go into that product being there. How did it get there? Why is it packaged the way it is? Why is that pack, Why does the packaging look the way it does? And how did that package arrive in a box of 16 other packages so that it's easy for distribution to somewhere else? And then how on the other end did that then get packaged and placed into that box and ship. Like when you, when you really think backwards as to how everything is, you, you really have to almost reverse engineer how you open something at your hot, your house to use it and then figure out how it worked from there. I love that so much. I love that. I mean, begin as you mean to continue. Like if you want to release a superb cup of coffee, start with a cup of coffee and work backwards. I think that makes it like, an absolute ton of sense. Um, right. And that's amazing. Well, yeah. and so that was, yeah, no, and that was the hardest part for me, right? I think, you know, and I'm still evolving, right? It's so like my packaging started as one thing and it's migrated. I'm like now in my second phase when I realized that, oh, this is actually what makes it better. And then now I'm in the process of actually re, where I'm rebranding my packaging now because I've realized, well, if I want to be on a shelf somewhere, it now needs to look like this. If I want to be, you know, in a different market other than just e-commerce and delivery in that way, or, you know, even local in a store, like I need to have it in a much better package than it currently is. Mm. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough on a lot of people, but good on you that you recognized that and are adjusting fire now, as opposed to saying, well, I bought all this packaging or I put all of this, you know, put all this time effort into it, you know, so, so not letting yourself get into the sunk cost fallacy. Mm. Right. 
Well, again, it's one of those things where you have to figure out where do you want to go and position yourself to be prepared to do that. If you're not prepared when the time comes, then you can't expand or expand rapidly. And so it's really about putting, putting, putting your products in the best place to be successful. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Right. No, that's the best way to do it. Okay. So the, the next thing that I want to talk about, you know, you talk about all that prep time that you did where I, I now that you say that I really thought you were in production. Um, so good on you for being like so proactive on, on social media, getting your brand out there, getting your story out there. That's pretty amazing. What are some of your favorite books, you know, leaders or readers uh, um, as right. Well? We heard a lot in the army. I had a signed reading list. I don't know if your command gave you to sign everything. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> okay. You know, you only end up reading like one of the books that they give you, but because there's just a ton. Um, you know, so like there's a few books that I really like. Um, the, the the business book that I'm reading right now is called The One Thing, which is about how do you remove all the obstacles and all the stuff that doesn't matter and just focus on attacking one thing right now that you can accomplish that will make the rest of you, the rest of everything else that you're doing either easier or unnecessary. And so that's, that's been um, really helpful in me because like I've, I've thought I was a multitasker. I've since learned that that's almost impossible and that I have to focus. Um, so that's a really good book. Another book that I really like is called influence without authority. And that's a good book about building consensus it's a book about when you're not in charge, how do you still get things done and how do you get things done that you want to get done by creating win-win scenarios or building, you know, building a coalition or something that's, you know, but, but it's still important because you're going to have to influence decision makers, even as you sell or as you, you know, work with other people. Um, it's actually, it's, it's much more of a human psychology book, I think, than I was ever expecting to get. Uh, and then, you know, from a, from a, a, a fun book, I guess, so you can speak, one of my favorite books of all time is Starship Troopers, only because I think that it's got a really good, I, I mean, I like, I, I like science fiction and, you know, Robert Highland did a good job, but I mean, I, it, it's an interesting leadership book. Yeah. I love taking, like, I read science fiction fantasy books all the time. Um, yeah. 42, 42 comes into uh, regular play here in Deerga Food Safety. Um, and uh you know, I think that one of the fun things about those kinds of books is, is that it, it, it like almost opens up your brain in ways to see leadership that you otherwise really would not, uh, really would not see. And so I really, right. I really like that in, um, in the books, you know, that I read, even when I'm not reading something, even when I'm not reading, you know, the latest, you know, business psychology book or coaching book or, you know, um, uh, food journal and that sort of, and that sort of thing. Okay. Well, that's been, that's been completely awesome. So I know you are on LinkedIn a lot, so we can find you on LinkedIn. So tell everybody if they want to get in touch um, and talk to you about your journey or otherwise talk about aerial resupply coffee, how can they get in touch with you? So, uh, well, LinkedIn is probably the easiest for me because like you said, I'm the most active on it. Um, you know, my, my website, aerialresupplycoffee.com is, you know, my store and you can either email me, uh, at it's really info at aerialresupplycoffee.com, or you can find me on social media, either on Instagram, TikTok, 
I'm trying everything. So if you just Google aerial resupply coffee, you're bound to find me. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's me and, and me alone that's running this and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. So I'm, ex I'm excited about where this can go and looking for, you know, a different viewpoint of a, a veteran theme brand. And I think, you know, mine's, I think area resupply has, has, has a good message. So. I love, I love yep. it. All right. Well, that's completely awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun talking to you. I love hearing your entrepreneurship journey. I love talking to veterans. So thanks for coming on. And I will see you on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Food Safety University podcast. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, I want you to go to dergofoodsafety.com and go check out all the things that we have. If you haven't gotten your HACCP download, go get that or book a call with me and let's talk about getting you into Food Safety University. I'll see you on the inside.